Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 19 of Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to continue looking, verses 21 and following. And Jehovah God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which Jehovah God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. In our last study, we were looking at the word deep sleep, and we saw how God used that same Hebrew word, in 1st Samuel chapter 26. And it's interesting how we've gone back to 1st Samuel 26 a, a couple of different times now following words that, that God has used in Genesis chapter 2. Now I, again, I just want to, um, point this out before we move on. Uh, David and Abishai went into the camp of Saul at night when the Lord had caused a deep sleep to fall upon Saul and Abner and those that were with him. And so they went into the camp and uh, Abishai wanted to smite Saul with his spear to the earth and kill him. And David prevented him because he was the Lord's anointed. But they do take his spear which was at his bolster and his cruise of water. And and they call out from the other side. And this is the verse I want to read, verse 13. Then David went over to the other side and stood on the top of a hill afar off, a great space being between them. And And then he cries to Abner and says the thing that he did was not good. And and that's um, one of the former times we came to this passage was God said it's not good that the man be alone. And then when David says to Abner, the thing you have done is not good. You are worthy to die. We saw how those words, not good, relate to being worthy to die. And that fit the spiritual picture God was establishing for the man, it's not good that the man be alone. And that uh, tied into the Lord Jesus Christ, who became sin for his people that would form his bride, the woman. And, and so he was worthy to die. But now we want to look at David standing on the other side, on top of a hill afar off with a great space being between them. And remember, 
on the other side is Saul and Abner and everyone that had experienced a deep sleep from Jehovah that had fallen upon them. And we saw that a deep sleep points to spiritual death. And here is this this separation. David and his men are on this other side and Saul and his men are down below and and with this great space in between. Now see how this um, fits with Luke 16 and the rich man who dies and goes into hell or the grave. And it says, Lazarus the beggar also died and went into Abraham's bosom. And in verse 23, and in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Just like David was afar off from Saul. And then in verse 24, and he cried, said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us, between us, that is, um, you're over there, and, and I'm over here, and there is this uh, in between, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. And here there is a great space or gulf and it's fixed and no one can pass from one side to the other. Now that's the difference. That's the difference with this historical account in 1 Samuel 26, there, there is this space between, and, and it's a great space. David is far off from them, but they are able to pass over. In verse 22 of 1 Samuel chapter 26, it says, after they have their conversation, and David answered and said, behold, the king's spear, and let one of the young men come over and fetch it. So David and his men would depart, and one of the king's young men would come to where he was and fetch the king's spear. And that means that they could come from thence, from one side to the other. And the reason for this is that this is describing God's judgment on the church. The deep sleep is the spiritual judgment that came upon the congregations and God shut their eyes. He brought spiritual death. But there was still the possibility during the Great Tribulation for a person to come out of the church, to leave the congregation, and to experience God's salvation. And someone in the church could have done that. And of course, outside the church, God was saving a great multitude over the last about 17 years 
of the 23-year Great Tribulation period. And, and so in this historical account, God takes that into consideration and allows for one to come over and and fetch something you you can come from thence to here but but in Luke 16 no it's fixed the gulf is fixed and and we cannot go to you and you cannot go to us and that points to the final judgment that took place at the end of the great tribulation after that 23 years beginning on May 21 2011 i i just wanted to point that out that's just an interesting uh, historical parable that God has given. Well, let's go back to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 21 again. And Jehovah God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And we've seen how the deep sleep can identify with spiritual death. The word slept, not sleep, that's in the first part of the verse, but then, and he slept. That word is a different Hebrew word. And it's used in Psalm 13 and verse 3. In one of the places it's found, it says in Psalm 13, 3, Consider and hear me, O Jehovah my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. And there's a verse that really gives us the idea it carries the idea that sleep and death are related, and that is the spiritual picture that God is illustrating in Genesis 2.21 with causing Adam to enter into a deep sleep, and, and he slept. It's as though he died. Remember in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 11, Concerning Lazarus, it says in verse 11 of John chapter 11, These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And uh, the, in those few short verses, there's about three different words used for sleep. And, and, and so each one of them ties in with the spiritual picture that sleep relates to Death in the Bible, oftentimes, if God is showing someone asleep or God is causing someone to sleep, it can often relate to death. And it does, in this case, with Adam, as he is a picture, a figure of him that was to come, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. Or it's as though God caused Christ to die and he died. It is the spiritual picture that this language is revealing. 
And, and then it goes on in the second part of Genesis 2, verse 21. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. So God, while Adam slept in this deep sleep, he performed surgery. It is really what it's telling us. God took one of his ribs, and since it says he closed up the flesh, he must have opened up the flesh in order to take the rib. And once he had the rib, he closed up the flesh instead thereof, and then he has a rib. And in the next verse, Jehovah God, um, using the rib he had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And what a way to uh, make a woman. What a way to make a creature. It, it is extremely unusual in all of God's creation, with all the creatures that God created, he created them out of the ground. He created, as it said in the previous verse, in verse 19, and out of the ground, Jehovah God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air. And, and even the fowls that fly in the air, God didn't create them out of the air. He created them out of the ground. And whatsoever Adam called every creature, they, they were all created out of the ground. And what, what about Adam? Remember back in verse 7. And Jehovah God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Everything else is formed out of the ground, but God uh, goes into this complicated process. I mean, it's it's surgery. Um, he gives anesthesia to the man. He puts him to sleep. And then he begins to operate. He takes a rib and and then he sews him up. He closes up the flesh thereof. Of course, I, I added some of that just to give that, that viewpoint of surgery, that picture of a surgery. God did all these things when all he had to do was do what he did with all the other animals. When God created the birds of the air, the cows or the oxen or whatever kind of animal, obviously he made both male and female from the ground. He made both uh, ducks, male and female, out of the ground. And he made both elephants, male and female, out of the ground. And he did that with every creature that he had made. He made them both male and female. In other words, there is no difficulty that presents itself for God to create a female woman in the same way that he made the man. The way that God made Adam, when he formed Adam of the dust of the ground, he could have made Eve the exact same way. And yet he did not. He did not. He he did all these things, and the only reason has to be for spiritual purposes. God did things this way in the creation, in the formation of the woman. 
in order to paint a spiritual picture. It's the only explanation that makes sense. And when we see that God calls Adam a figure of the one to come, and we see the language here of causing a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and the Bible relates sleep to death, and we know Christ died, and and we what else do we know about Christ's death? That when the Lord Jesus Christ died, through his death came the woman, the bride of Christ. Through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, all those that God determined to save became saved. And, and God speaks of them as his wife, his bride, his woman that was formed as a result of Christ dying for their sins. And, and that's the picture overall that God is describing. And, and he's, uh, taking care and, and going into details. Now, in the second part of Genesis 2.21, he goes into very careful detail telling us how he formed the woman. First, he caused a sleep upon Adam, and then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. You know, the word ribs in verse 21 and rib, singular in verse 22, uh, it's an interesting word. It's a word that uh, is only translated as ribs here in these verses. Every other place it's translated as side or side chamber or also beam, board, plank. Here, though, it's translated as ribs. And we don't have a difficulty in understanding what that rib represents because the rib turns into the woman. God takes the rib of man, Adam, and he makes the woman. So the the rib becomes the woman through the wonderful, miraculous process of God's creation. And so we understand the rib represents the body of believers, the whole company of the elect. But let's read the second part again. There's something strange here that doesn't seem to make sense when we read it. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Now, when I read that, I thought that that seems odd. It doesn't sound right. It does it. He he took one of his ribs. There's nothing wrong with that. And closed up the flesh. And there's nothing wrong with that. Instead thereof. And that's the problem. That sounds awkward. That sounds just out of place. What does that mean? Instead of what? He closed up the flesh instead thereof. And, you know, Mr. Camping used to have a good little saying concerning awkward statements in the Bible that when you come across them, it's sort of like a signpost that's really uh, hailing you, hailing the reader to check it out closer, 
take a more thorough look into the language. Now, in the J. Green's Interlinear Bible, they also recognized that this this language is is awkward. It it just doesn't sound good in an English sentence, and and so they tried to correct it. And in the interlinear, I'll read uh, the literal translation. It says, "In Jehovah God caused the deep sleep to fall on the man, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh underneath." underneath now the word translated instead is a word that has been translated other places as um from under from under so that's not actually that bad a translation and they had some justification for translating it underneath because where is a man's ribs well, it's down below the arm. It, it's it's underneath, or an area from under, and and that that makes a better sentence, doesn't it? He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh underneath, and we read that, and we're fine with it. But the only problem is that in smoothing out the sentence we would lose the gospel meaning that God is trying to illustrate. And, uh, you know, this is a a good verse for us to really see that, that that, uh, these modern uh, Bible versions, and and I'm not faulting Jay Green, uh, he was trying to give a literal translation, and he, uh, he didn't, of course, go, and do what many modern Bible uh, English translations do, but but this is just an example of the problem that uh, occurs when people try to smooth over the language of the Bible. And the King James uh, Bible is the best English translation because it preserves many of the awkward statements. It preserves the old English and and the manner in which God's original word spoke in many cases. And a lot of times it, it doesn't sound quite right to our ears, but there's a reason for it because God wrote it that way. And and so the NIV and the NAS and these other versions, they, they try to assist the reader of the English language and they, they fix it up. They'll use modern language and, and they'll just straighten out that verse. So it's much easier to read. And it is true that we, we could read, um, those Bibles and it, it's, uh, a lot easier on the modern ear and you read, but in, in doing that, they lose a lot of meaning. And that's the case here if we were to translate instead as underneath. No, the God very purposefully used the word instead. And instead is um, 8478 in Strong's Concordance in the Hebrew. 
And this is a word that often points to substitution. That, and that's how we understand that word in English. Instead. Instead. For instance, after uh, Cain slew Abel, it says in Genesis 4, verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God said, She hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. So now I have a seed. It's not Abel, but it's Seth instead of Abel. And uh, now there there's some better examples of how this word is used. And we'll take a look at it in our next Bible study when we continue in the Genesis chapter 2 study. But you, you may want to look up the following words in order to uh, see where this is going, the direction we're heading in. Look up the word rib and look up the word closed up. That's an interesting word. That's the same word that's in Genesis 7 where God shut him in. That is Noah and his family and the animals into the ark. The word shut in is the same word as closed up. So look up closed up and instead and also flesh. And and I think if you look up those words, you know, as God helps us, you should begin to see the spiritual picture that God is developing there. And in our next study, we'll look at each one of those words and see how God has given the gospel. And we, we've already seen this several times again and again in these early verses of the book of Genesis. Right from the beginning, he had it all worked out of course, because Christ had already died. He was already the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.